Before we get started we just wanted to say that the application we used to talk to each other was giving us a delay during the recording of this episode. We did our best to clean it up and make it work as well as our other episodes. Thanks for understanding and listening. This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. Hello! Just so everyone knows, uh, my lovely co-host, I don't know, was licking something provocatively on the other side. <laughs> so that's that's your welcome to another episode of Without Definite Aim. It's a podcast where we utilize a random topic generator to dictate the direction of our conversation. I'm Drew. I did not start the podcast licking something. Uh, rather, I did start the podcast with a Sharpie halfway down my throat. I was really going to hope you say that you started the podcast by deep throating a Sharpie, but... Uh, <laughs> Sticking to half my day threat works too. Sounds less sexual. Uh, I'm your other host, and my name is Vincent, and I was licking something uh, quite sexually to Drew. Yeah, was, he was deep throating a pencil. I was like, I guess I better lick something sexy. Like, it was pretty provo- provocative. So, um, nothing, nothing like, um, I guess, fellatio themed intros, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fellatio themed that's gonna be our random topic this week fellatio Fel- yeah jeez I know I, I can speak at lengths about fellatio I'm very experienced um, in the giving can side I- of fellatio <laughs> can we get uh, uh, I want to get something off my chest I'm a little bit proud of alright pour it on me I love some I love some some pride I got my first COVID shot. You got your second one or your first one? No, I just got my first. I hadn't got, I, I, my, my appointment was booked out to the end of June. That's why I only just got my first one. But I was, there was like this immense kind of pride. I don't know. I was like, oh, I'm finally fucking getting this thing. I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing something that is good for society, for the world. When did you, when did you get it? Uh, I got it Thursday. Okay. How'd you do? How'd you feel? Did fine. I I feel like I've even though needles don't hurt. I've I think that that stigma from my childhood has always carried on to my adulthood. Where, like, I have an Apple Watch, so I could see my I get there. I could see my heart rate go up, and it's not like I wasn't terrified. I think it's just like that feeling when you're like some people don't like the doctors or the dentist. I definitely get that at the doctors. I don't know if it's just associated associated with pain because you're sick or something, but it's not like I'm scared of needles, but. I guess it's the idea of it, but when I get it, I'm like, "What were you? You were you got all worked up about nothing, you big old lady." <laughs> yeah, they're actually like, I feel like they're they're getting better at doing like the IM shots. I I remember those really hurting, and maybe that's just me being an adult about it. But um, the first one was not bad. The second one hurt a little bit going in, like it felt like someone like bruised the inside of my shoulder. I don't know if she went in too deep or something, but, um, she's like, let me do a little zigzag. <laughs> yeah. She just got in there and started moving it around. Um, oh God. That's terrible. Yeah, it does. But, um, yeah. So you, you felt good with the, with the COVID shot, huh? The next day. 
I felt good. My arm was definitely pretty sore. Uh, I'm a Moderna daddy. Moderna daddy okay. actually is the proper term. Moderna daddy. I'm a I'm a, f- a fatty Pfizer boy. <laughs> fatty Pfizer boy. I didn't have a choice. They went there and they're like, "This we're giving out Moderna today," and I'm like, "Okay." Um, but no, it, it was uh, there was like this kind of immense pride. I celebrated by listening to uh, a Mark. Uh, Rebelay track called Vaccinated Attitude. <laughs> uh, I turned up very loud and played that on the way home because it's a song about getting vaccinated against COVID. That was my celebratory drive home. Um, I got my little sticker, got my little card. Uh, I don't know. I know it's only the first one, but I'm halfway there. Yeah, how official is the card too? Don't you feel like you just need to flash that everywhere you go? Like, got it. It was official until they, until they asked me to write my my name on there. I was like, shouldn't someone else do this? So it feels more official. I'm writing my name <laughs> on my own card, and I've got some messy ass handwriting. Right. Yeah, I got my I got my second one on Thursday, um, and luckily didn't didn't feel too bad. So I am almost one hundred percent vaccinated since it takes a couple weeks to finish finish the magic, whatever it does in there. <laughs> since it takes a couple weeks to give me autism. Um, <laughs> but you feel better now because like now you know what it feels like to have Bill Gates inside of you yeah exactly <laughs> I I was I was kind of having like a little side effect uh, after the first shot I kept hearing the Windows start theme in my head oh, did that happen to you? <laughs> I know I haven't heard it yet but I don't know if that's the difference between Pfizer and Moderna when you hear the start sound. <laughs> yes. I think I hear the shutdown sound is what I hear Oh man, the the Windows Start theme, the I would close my eyes and I would see that that green field and the blue sky. Oh yeah, the yeah the weird thing yeah when I when I um go to sleep I just see the blue screen with the four uh, colored squares just right in the smack dab in the center. <laughs> Sounds like you got the fucking spamware version. Yeah. I got the online bootleg version of the vaccine, so I'm hearing weird shit. Oh, man. Um, Well, I don't... I guess I don't really know how to segue into Bentec, so I'm just going to read the Bentec ad here. (laughs) For vaccination. Yeah. um, you, You know what? Here's Here's the segue. Um, I'm sure everyone in Australia is 100% vaccinated. Uh, you know what else is in Australia? This really cool company. It is called Bentec. Bentec was established in 1992 and is based in Brisbane, Australia. Bentec is Australia's only manufacturer of stainless steel tube. The company then takes a tube in various shapes and manufactures. Grab rails, handrails, boat rails. Aye, aye, Captain. And a range of other products for the aged care, disability, and transport markets. Uh, you can find everything they have to offer at www.bentech.com.au. Thank you, Bentech. Thank you, Bentech. We appreciate you. Uh, I can tell you right now, I think less than 1% of the Australian population is vaccinated. Uh, but to be fair, they've had it under better control there. So I don't think there was a rush to vaccinate there because... They want to let the rest of the world be in a better place. 
That's the truth, though. Their their vaccination rate yeah. is actually very low. Is it? Yeah. So yeah, I guess. But their their infection rate was never like super bad, huh? No, I mean they've had less than uh, a thousand deaths. Last time I checked, it was still in the nine hundreds. And you know me, Aussie, just checking COVID deaths in Australia once a day. Just just updating your facts and figures. Yeah, just like to check up, just say, oh, that's cool. You guys are still under a thousand. We're at a number I don't even remember, but last time it was like six hundred thousand something. Yeah, that's good. I think I think America's pretty pretty well vaccinated so far. Yeah, I know there's like the a large um a large, large part of the population here. Yeah, especially in California too. Like I think California's like I think what do they say? Like two thirds of adults were like at least partially vaccinated, which is great. I'd be interested to see how many of these those adults also have get the flu vaccine every year. Yeah, I didn't get it. I used to not get it, but then one year Jim was like, You're getting it and I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a donor daddy and uh, a flu shot daddy. The actually the last time I got a flu shot was last year, was twenty twenty. Uh and I remember we didn't even get to go inside the clinic. They just gave it to us outside. They had a little like tent outside. They were like, No, you stay out fucking side, you potentially have COVID. Nice. Yeah, I think I think they're starting to figure out how to do this whole vaccine thing pretty efficiently. Uh, <laughs> I went down to the Del Mar Fairgrounds for mine, and it was like crazy how efficient it was. It was like literally drive through, boom, you roll down your windows, you roll up your sleeve. They're like, "Hey, you're you're Drew. This is your birthday. You are agreeing to a Pfizer vaccine. Do you have any allergies? No. Boom, they stick you in the arm, and then you drive out to the parking lot." And, uh, yeah, they just, they observe you for 15 minutes just to make sure you don't have any allergic reaction and then you're good to go. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty stellar. That's how Chris and his wife got the vaccine, correct? Yeah. At Del Mar as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was the fair, yeah, it was, the fair it was as great. well. So you've. You just got some fucking corn dogs and you played <laughs> you played the game where you paid throw for the darts overexpensive at the rides. Yeah, overexpensive rides. You went in the haunted house where strange men touch you. Uh Bill Gates was there. He was inside you again. And this time in a sexual way, not in the vaccine way. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Oh man! All right, before we get too sexual, uh, sexual about Bill Gates, because you know he's going through a divorce, probably pretty tough for him. We'll just leave him to his sketchy vaccine uh, conspiracy theories. Um, you have the random topic generator. Whenever you're ready, go ahead and slap slap the button, and we'll 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 discuss. This week's random topic is. Strange cultures. Strange cultures. Mmm. So, like, Australians. At the top of the list. Just number one. One, Australians. Two, 
um, the uh, tribes that are still in the Stone Age in some parts of the Amazon jungle. Um, and then three <laughs> um, is uh, town uh, uh, the Alab- the town in Alabama where they all have married their cousins. <laughs> just is, it, is that just one town in Alabama where they Al- I ha- I always say Alabama. It sounds like I say Obama. I'm like Alabama. Like Jen has even brought it up that I say it like a spaz. Alabama. I thought that was just Middle America that where they marry the Alabama. Uh, I thought that was just all of Middle America where they marry their cousins. It's just one town in Alabama. I I don't know. Yeah, it's probably most of the South too. To be honest, just cousin lovers. Cousin lover, she was cute when she saw you saw her at your barbecue. Cousin lovers, that's the new hit single coming out by the uh, WDA boys. It's called Cousin Lover. Nice, kind of our cousin lovers. Cousin lovers, you kissed her under your back staircase. Cousin lovers. Oh no. You have a jingle king? Come on, next verse. Oh, man. Cause... Okay. Oh, man. I know you're tired. Spit it out. I, I, I'm, I'm really trying here. Okay. Um, cousin lovers, you first laid eyes on her at your birthday party. It's your first cousin. She is hot, but she's a little hardy. She's got some weight. She's got to grow up weight. It's your cousin. Don't kiss her, cousin lovers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I, I'm tired. It's been a long weekend, but that's that's what we got. All right, that's enough about cousin, cousin lovers. So Australia's on the first list. First, uh, okay, so first on my uh, list of strange cultures is, I don't even know where they are in the world. I think it's maybe Asia. I don't know, but maybe it's Africa. The, that, the people, the tribe that put the uh, metal rings around the women's neck. Oh, to, and it like makes their head, like their neck, like way longer. <laughs> yeah. That's strange. That's up there for me. Yeah, have, have you heard about the um have you heard about the tribe or or the culture that like communicates through whistles? It's like a really they they like they can whistle and it like they can translate what a whistle means, I guess. Have you heard about that one? So it's literally just a language made of whistles. Yeah, correct. Um I don't know that I have. I know there's like African tribes that do like clicks and little whistles and stuff. And I know that. I mean, I, I know they had Starvin Marvin on South Park and it seemed like they played off of that language. But I don't know. Where is this? Where are these people? Um, I don't know. Let me let me consult Google. Um, let me consult Professor Google. I, what, where, what, do I, what am I even Googling here? Um, the Turkish vill- Turkish villagers, so Turkey, I guess. Oh, they're from Turkey. Yeah, Greek, Gre- maybe maybe certain parts of Gr- uh, Greece too. What do you think they call turkeys in Turkey? <laughs> gobble gobbles. Gobble gobbles. 
Um, yeah, the people with the the neck thing. I mean, it, it looks kind of crazy, but that's. It's just. I mean, I guess I like that. There's cultures that still embrace that, even though it clearly looks. I mean, I think it's a fact that it, like it's you basically hurting your neck. I mean, if you take, I think the thing is like if they take those those metal rings off, like your basically neck just bloop, it goes limp. You break your neck. Really? I, f- I feel like I watched something about it. They did an x-ray on a woman that had it, and they were like, you know, if we took these rings off, it basically could hurt her. That's insane. Like, like because maybe, does it just stretch out? How does that even work? Is it stretching the bone, and then those bones are too weak then to, like, hold up your head? I just got to probably doing a combination of everything, like all the all the muscles and things like that probably just get weaker because they're stretched out. They're not getting used, you know, because your neck is probably so stiff. Right, and you're and you're using those rings. Those are those. That's what inspired the Sonic video game Sonic, right? Was those rings? <laughs> all the rings, all the rings from the the neck ladies that fell off when they when they took them off, and then her broken heads and broken necks in the background. <laughs> Um, what uh, what other weird cultures do you have? You know, I, cultures in the past. You, I don't know if you ever know. Did you know that it was like a beautiful thing? I know in like ancient China, they would wrap the the feet of women. Oh yeah, the, um, they would like make their shoes tiny, like smaller. Is that what you're saying? Like like they would. Yeah, but they would they would keep them like they would bind their feet so they would look tiny because that was considered beautiful. Was having. Tiny feet, they're beautiful and small. Take a look at those little tiny feet. And don't kiss your cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two singles coming out this summer. We've got uh, Kissing Your Cousin and Tiny Feet uh, by WDA Boys. From the Bendy Boys. From the Bendy Boys. Yeah. Bendy Boys coming out this summer, our two new singles. Uh, Off of our our EP. Yeah. (laughs) That's strange to me. I mean, I know like that's a thing of the past. It's not done. It's not like the tribe that do the like neck ring thing, but that's still crazy to me that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the when you look at the pictures and stuff and like the, like just to see, to see how much their feet are just like scrunched up their toes, like kind of go, it's crazy that you can make the human body do something like that. And how how painful is that for for those women? I don't know that there's probably any pain because it's like one of those things that's like done over time, right? But do, but what uh, do, aren't the like when you have shoes that are too small? Do, isn't that doesn't that hurt? Oh, you're talking about the feet thing. Yeah, I mean they don't walk. I think you basically be, you become crippled at that point. I don't think those women walk at all. They just were pushed around in like fancy little wheelchairs. <laughs> They they bedazzled their wheelchairs and those women were were seen as beautiful because they had small feet. You imagine like you know obviously like in this day and age like obviously a man to a woman it's like oh she's got a nice butt she's got nice boobs she's really pretty. Back then it's like damn girl look at those feet those feet are fucking small. Oh man, your 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 freaking toes can almost touch your heel. Shit. I'm getting hard already. I don't know. I that like that's. I guess it's a crazy thing about Letty. That like at what point someone was like like the 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 neck ring tribe were like, 
this is a fucking great idea. Look how beautiful the women look. You put some, you know, rings around their neck and they look awesome. And the same with the feet binding thing. They're like, damn, tiny feet are. I don't know. I mean, who started? Did the men or the men start or the women start? It was a little bit of both. I'm guessing it was probably the men. That's that would that would be my guess. I'm sure women didn't want to cram their feet in the in the shoes. You know, another thing I was thinking about, like that still happens a lot, is arranged marriage. Like that's something culturally that's obviously very foreign to me growing up in a Western country, but I don't disagree with it. Like there's definitely parts of it. Well, I mean, not that I agree with it as well, but I understand the cultural and religious meaning of it, but it's just mind boggling to me, you know, to some degree as well. Yeah. And especially the, 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 Gross stuff is when it's like arranged to where like a 16 year old is marrying like a 40 year old, you know, that's the bad side of arranged marriage. But like, um, yeah, some, some arranged married couples still oddly like just make it work. And you'd think that like, oh man, I, you know, I'd never, I'd never like fall in love with someone like my parents picked out for me. But like when you don't have any option, like you know, divorce it or not going through with it isn't really an option. So they actually like learn to like fall in love with each other. It seems, seems weird, but it happens. And then they just think about like the fact that we don't do that and how fucking weird our culture is. You're like, Oh, your parents just let you fucking date whoever weird. Ugh. They don't, they don't uh, make sure that they get the most, uh, the, the fattest pig uh for for the daughter they don't you know they don't make sure that the that the husband has to pay a a whole cow to marry your daughter what that's crazy in in a way in a way too like our western culture with the whole like idea of proposing with a like a big diamond ring is kind of representative of that whole culture of like the culture of the past where the man had to make sure that that he was wealthy and give you know the the daughter's family or the person they're proposing to their family something um, meaningful and valuable to be able to marry their daughter. You know, like the the I guess the kind of whole idea of the diamond ring has kind of descended from from that. Did you ever watch um, Ninety Day Fiance? I yeah, we did for for a little bit. So I haven't really watched a lot, but I would see episodes uh, when Jem was watching it. My wife, oh God, every fucking time, my wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just feel inclined to say it. I don't know why. Um, but uh, there was one of the episodes where the guy was trying to marry someone in Africa, and her family still needed specific things for him to be able to marry her. So he had, he had to buy them like goats and like bags of rice or something and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and I was, I was like, okay, so the family's just trying to set themselves up. Like that's fair. You know, just, they would just want some goats, new family pets that they're probably going to end up eating. Uh, and bags of rice, rice is pretty good. It's a good, good part of a meal, you know? Uh, but, I guess I just don't think about that stuff that seeing it on Night A Fonse, I was just like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird that that that's 
that still definitely happens in the world. And, um, yeah, even, even like the, like the culture, there's a certain culture in like the Amazon that like is still completely like, hasn't seen a cell phone before. It like has no conception of like technology. They're still like, kind of like in the early days of like the stone age and they have like use fucking stone spears to hunt their food and gather you know veggies and stuff like they're completely isolated from the whole world it's gnarly it's crazy to think that those like there's still cultures out there that live that way because i you know our idiot selves can't go without using our phone for a day and they're they're going out and catching their own food every day. Here's another one that I had uh, found out that I I remember hearing about this. I think in a documentary or something before. There's a tribe in New Guinea that believe in order to attain manhood, a boy must suck a tribal elder's dick and swallow the semen. Yikes! That just sounds like someone being a sick bastard. Yeah, that happened in um, like ancient Greece too. Like, that was a pretty common thing for younger boys to perform, like, fellatio on the elders in, in Greece. Well, these cultures... Could you imagine having to do that? I couldn't, and I... I just a bit. So they believe that the semen uh, must pass through the boy's anus. Like, that's the process for him to do it, swallow it, and then he what? digests it. And that's how you're ascending to manhood. Oh my lord! What what weird connection is that? They're just like, yeah, we need the ultimate beginning of life to pass through your bum hole, and that's when you become a man. Like, what? Oh man! You know the sad thing is too. Like, I guess the age that this is happening to boys is like twelve to seventeen. Yeah, that's. That would be classified as 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 rape, for for sure in our culture. Undoubtedly, you'd be in prison for that practice. It's such an awkward conversation you have with your dad. So proud of you, son. You you've you've ascended to manhood. Oh my god! You suck that dicks. You suck that dick so good, son. It's so terrible, but Jesus Christ, I could begin <laughs> to imagine. Oh, man. Yep, you're going to have to go and suck some weird old man's dick to become a man. Oh, God. That that should be like the ultimate challenge to become like the <laughs> become a man is just that you have to you have to not only suck suck like this 70 year old man's penis but you have to you have to make sure he's hard the whole time while you do it and it's like a challenge and once you do that oh it's God. you know Jesus. You, you've, you've ascended into manhood like dad was it enough that i got some pubes on my d- dick jesus <laughs> oh my god wasn't it wasn't it bad enough that i had to remove there was some dead scrotal skin on my chin, Dad. Jesus. On the topic of manhood, though, when did you feel like you became a man? Seriously. Oh, God. Um, geez. I think... Honestly, I think it's like... I guess it would be 18 
for me. Like that's when I that's when I really and I was such a late bloomer too, like puberty wise. I think I've told you before, like I didn't I didn't finish growing until until after high school for me. So like I wasn't I was just a little a, a little tyke throughout high school. So I it was not the best uh best experience for me those few years, but yeah, I guess 18 cuz that's when I like I went I went away to college for a few months and you know that that was when I had like that first true experience of independence. And for everybody that know, college in America is actually when you go to a college and you have to kiss a old professor's man's pee-pee. Uh, <laughs> and that's how you were sent <laughs> to manhood. <laughs> Jesus, that school would be shut down so fast. Um, uh, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, men in Australia, boys, uh, you uh, your first pube is basically manhood. So even if you've only got one, the moment that pube comes out, you're like... Hi, how you going? Oh, my God. Uh, and you're a man. Uh, no, when did I feel like a man? Um, I mean, I've always felt like a man, I guess. But there's something about becoming a father that really cements that, I think. Like, it's not like I didn't feel like I'd entered manhood once I had hairs on my pee-pee and my chin-chin. Uh, but... I think there's something about becoming a dad that like, like, and particularly like having boys as well, you know, that makes, you know, I, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but I guess when I had hair on my back, I was like, oh, I guess I'm fucking bad now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. When you have to start plucking back hair, um, mate, <laughs> mate. When you have to start plucking back hair and dealing with hair on certain places of your body that you don't want to deal with, that's that's when you that's when you've you've ascended to manhood in Western culture. But I guess in like we're obviously very privileged, right? We know that in being in first world countries, being in Western nations, where you know we don't practice any of these things, we don't have to have arranged marriage, at least with for Drew and I and our upbringing. Uh, no kissing of the eldest PP because that's just fucking wrong and terrible. But I mean, uh, we don't have to have rings put around our PPs either because that would <laughs> stretch it out and that would like that would be such a terrible thing. Uh, hey, listen, maybe maybe we need to start that tradition. Maybe we need to just, just really start that culture. I could use a few a few of those <laughs> rings. Like, why is my penis more purple than it usually is? Yeah, yeah, you should probably put those <laughs> rings on there. You're cutting off circulation to it. Ow. Oh man. Um, yeah, I think I think any even, other strange cultures. Yeah, even I think even to a certain extent, there's some. I think there's some even weird things about our culture, right? Like Western culture. I think that people would look at us and and kind of be like, "What? Why do they do that?" Like, I think specifically in, like, American culture, like, why do we have, well, I think it's weird that we have people drive before they can drink a little bit. Like, I kind of think that you should drink before you drive so that you can kind of get that. Because, you know, once you turn 21, like, you know, you have those, like, few years where you just get hammered all the time because that's, like, it's a new thing. And, like, just before 21, a lot of times in America, too. 
but like you just get blasted off alcohol but like in other countries where it's it, like it's normal to drink like a glass of wine at dinner i feel like it takes some of the like kind of i guess i don't know some of the mis- mysteriousness around like and and um kind of i don't know bad boyness about al- alcohol and then i don't know i i i don't i don't know if it's if, if it's a solution to drinking and driving but it seems better than what we do now in america that makes sense though like having that understanding that sensation of being intoxicated and then like this is why you don't do this and drive instead of finding out the shitty way like when you maybe when you turn 16 we should get you get really hammered and they make you ride a bike <laughs> Yeah, it's just like a that's that's like yeah, it's like your driver's test. Instead of your driver's test, you have to get you have to drink a whole bottle of wine, and then and then try to ride a bike in a straight line, and that's that's the lesson learned about alcohol. But I feel like it just takes the whole like, you know, kind of. Oh man, I'm blanking on the word I'm trying to use, but just the mystique about alcohol and and kind of the. Um, I don't know. It's forbidden, right? Like the, the it's kind of it's like the forbidden fruit when you're you know twenty one or turning twenty one. I mean, I don't know. We might have talked about it before, but did you grow up where parents let you have like a little bit of alcohol prior to turning eighteen? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Did you? I mean, my parents never let me like go to town, but yeah, like definitely like. Half a glass here, like, you know, from probably like, I don't know, maybe like 14, 15, 16, kind of in that range. I remember like, or they would let me try like, oh, do you want to, you know, or can I take a sip of your wine? Try it. You know, I feel like that takes away a lot of the curiosity that reverts to like very bad patterns and habits down the line that, you know, if you're, you know, not letting your kids get drunk, but you know, this is what this tastes like, just so you know, you know, because I feel like. So many kids like turn 18 and they're just like, oh, I'm going to fucking get wasted all the time. And I never, I mean, that's not to say that I wouldn't have been that way, but I never had that mentality going to when I turned 18, just getting, you know, absolutely shit faced. But I had a lot of friends that had older brothers so that if we had like a sleepover party, there was, you know, always access to things like that if you needed it. Well, and my mum's always been super cool about that as well. You know, that I don't mind if you want to try stuff, but I'd just rather you be safe, like, you know, do it in a place where I know that you are and, that you know, you're not in danger. But there is such, you're right, like, particularly with American culture, there is such, like, a, a negative stigma, a stigma about that kind of stuff uh, in society. And I agree, like, a wep- a, a car is such a, like, a, a much more, it's, like, it's basically, a, like, a weapon, you know, in the right situation. So to think that we... We don't let people like have that experience first, you know, on some level. Um, I wonder if it really would prevent that many more accidents. Yeah, it could. I don't know. It, it, I, to me, it just like takes the taboo out of the out of drinking alcohol. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see, um, to look at the data on that in countries that you know allow drinking before you can drive to see if there's as many drunk driving situations because you know even here in america you know full-on adults are drinking and driving it's not it's not just young people who are drinking and driving so 
Um, I don't, I don't know that it would be a full fix, but, um, yeah, it's weird. I think even, even in our culture, there's some weird, weird stuff that we do, but it is interesting. I, that's why I like traveling so much is just to understand even, you know, and I've only ever been to like Western, other Western cultures, but even then there's such differences in those cultures and to see kind of like, you know, when you're in London, you walk 20 minutes and you experience six, seven different cultures. Like New York, New York is similar. Um, so it's in, it's interesting to to see that aspect. That's why I like traveling so much to experience something different than, you know, the so, the SoCal surf vibes. You know what I'm saying? Ha 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 ha. Um, yeah. Any other crazy cultures we need to talk about, or do we need to em- embark on our own crazy culture of of uh, doing how much uh we do need to do that and i'm ready to how much it up all right it is time for how much with your host Vinny. me all right i actually wrote this one today i don't know where it came from inside my head like a lot of things that i come up with but it did how much to lick the inside of an elephant's trunk Ooh, the inside? Like, I gotta stick my tongue up the nostril? Yeah, I mean, obviously, elephants are pretty big. I don't know how much of our tongue we can get inside their trunk, but you gotta leak inside that fucking trunk hole. <laughs> uh, why, does the, why does the term trunk hole make me laugh so much? <laughs> yeah, baby, lick inside uh, my trunk, trunk, trunk oh, hole, baby. Jesus. Just lick there. <laughs> Um, gosh, um, yeah, if I just, if I just did, you got to do like a 360 pass around the whole trunk hole. I mean, so I feel yeah, like just sometimes kidding. they give it a good, Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like sometimes they stick that thing in their asshole. <laughs> no, I swear. I've seen an elephant stick it in its asshole. I swear. That's like, isn't that fucking crazy? You sticking your fucking... It's their nose, right? A trunk is a nose. <laughs> There's no other holes, right? Under the trunk? Yeah. It's just like an extended nose. Because their mouth is under there. And obviously they breathe through their mouth and their trunk. But I swear I've seen them like pull shit out of their ass with that too. Right? Yeah. I, I have some image burned in my mind where the trunk is just like... I don't know if he's reaching under everything or around everything. He might go under, <laughs> and but I just have some image of him, just like uh, uh, him or her, the, the the trunk just going like deep inside an anus and like fishing out some poo, you know, helping with con- the constipation. <laughs> Anyways, uh, to do to do a a three sixty just. Oh man, I think I would do that for like five hundred bucks. Um, five hundred bucks if you could guarantee that the the elephant isn't just going to curb stomp me after I do that. <laughs> what if the elephant wants to buy you a drink and then you know take you into manhood? <laughs> watch you, watch you, uh, yeah, watch you uh, uh, perform fellatio on an old man, just ascend oh. to manhood. <laughs> Uh, okay. 500 is fair. It's oh, a big yeah, animal. Think, you don't I know think, where that trunk yeah. hole speed. Yeah. What about you? Um, Oh, Oh, how much? Um, 
I'd do it for like, I would say three to five hundred dollars. I know there's a big range there, but I'm one of, I have to feel it out in the moment. I'm one of those in the moment people. So I'm going to get there. I'm going to see the elephant and be like, fuck no, I need a thousand dollars for this. No, I said 500. Okay, 500. Oh, look, this is just a cute baby elephant. 250. <laughs> now I'll put a number out here. 350. That's my final number. 350. Okay, yeah. And definitely if I came in and said 250, you <laughs> would do it for 250 because, you know, my buddy Vinny gets competitive. It's true. It's true. All right. So, so all right. 500 for me, 350 for Vinny to lick the inside of an elephant's trunk. I like that one. I don't know why your brain went there today, but it was a good, it was a good one. Uh, it's a good, it's always fun to consider. Um, so thanks to you for having a weird brain. Yay. <laughs> all right. That was how much with your host. Okay, then. Right. <laughs> she will be right. Oh, good old Aussie button guy. She will be right after trunk licks the trunk hole. Yeah, God, is she gonna be okay? There's that's seems seems maybe not. Seems like you might get some bad stomach infection from the poo that you just licked <laughs> out of their nose. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, that was another episode without definite aim. Be sure to go to our Instagram page at without definite aim podcast. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon Music, anywhere you get podcasts. We're pretty much there. So, thank you for listening, Vinny. Always good to see you, uh, even though if this week it was a little later than normal, it's okay. We we still spent our mandatory hour with each other, which. is is what we do this for really um so we'll see y'all next week adios bye